Gunman Sr. Bill Parent, and this is May 31st, Pentecost Sunday, and the official end of the Easter season. Pentecost is our great annual celebration of the descent of the Holy Spirit as tongues of fire, as described in today's first reading for Mass from the Acts of the Apostles. But John's Gospel tells a very different story of the first coming of the Holy Spirit to the Apostles, a story we encounter in today's Gospel for Mass. The Apostles are locked away in hiding on the evening of the first Easter Sunday, trying to understand the first reports of Jesus' empty tomb. The risen Jesus suddenly appears in their midst, and among other things, this happens. He breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. He breathed on them in a locked room. Kind of striking for us at a time when breathing on other people, especially inside, is considered almost a form of assault. The connection between breath and the Holy Spirit in the Bible is an important one. Recall that John's Gospel begins with a great prologue about the role of God's Word, the divine logos, in creation. Also recall that in creation in the book of Genesis, God breathes life into the man, into Adam. So when Jesus breathes on the apostles in today's gospel, it is an act of recreation through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's breath within us, recreating us to be the saints that God created us to be in the first place. For the record, all Christians, by virtue of baptism, have received the Holy Spirit. Confirmation is the Holy Spirit completing in us what began in baptism. God's breath is within every baptized Christian so that we in turn might breathe and help recreate the world. Too often this potential lies dormant because we never really understood the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives or because We had an inkling, but were too timid or afraid to do anything about it. By now, we've all had the experience of how much a mask restricts our breath, which is ultimately the main point of wearing a mask in a pandemic. It's uncomfortable. It it gets hot. It fogs glasses. It's constricting, and for some, triggers claustrophobia. This is all for a good end, of course. It is to restrict our breath and protect others from us primarily. And so masks are good and necessary in certain situations, but we cannot wear them all the time. Our lungs weren't really made for masks. It seems to me what's true of our face masks is also true of another kind of mask, a a spiritual mask, not literal masks, but rather choices and habits that function as masks by restricting God's breath within us. Such masks are good things and even necessary things at times, but we have to take them off to stop restricting God's breath within us. The mask that 
concerns me most in this shutdown is that too many of us are too dependent on the comfort and familiarity of videos and, yes, even podcasts to practice our faith in this time of separation from the Eucharist. Like face masks in a pandemic, these these things are good and necessary as far as they go, but they ultimately restrict God's breath within us. We have to take them off in order for our souls to really breathe. Let me make one very specific suggestion of what I mean by this. Name the one sin that has troubled you most during this shutdown. We all have at least one. Maybe it's anger or despair or lust or an inability to forgive someone. Whatever it is, name it to the best of your ability. Be specific. And then in prayer, renounce it in the name of Jesus Christ. And keep doing this every day, many times a day, perhaps. So, for example, say something like this in prayer, and don't be bashful. Say it out loud. In the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I renounce the spirit of anger. Or, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I renounce the spirit of unforgiveness. We don't have to wait for Mass to offer these and countless other prayers that will help God breathe new life into our lives and into into our world. We are not powerless in the face of evil, not since Pentecost. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. We are living tabernacles brimming with lifetimes of communion. So please, turn off this podcast and breathe.